0: Hi, and welcome to the Ask My Mom podcast, a podcast for young adults about all the things we didn't learn in school. Here to share her knowledge with our generation is my mom, Jen Xer, and accredited financial counselor, Jennifer. If you learned something on today's episode or simply enjoy the pod, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to it. To get in touch with us, you can submit your questions via email to askmymompod at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at askmymompod. We greatly appreciate all your support.
1: Welcome to today's episode of Ask My Mom, a podcast for young adults about finance, and
0: Noelle Ooh. is with me today, and she has a question. We have a question from one of our listeners, our very first one, so, so exciting. Um, do you want to just jump into it, or? Yeah, go ahead and ask the question, and then we'll we'll keep rolling. Okay. So this is an anonymous question, and if everyone writes in, all of your questions can be anonymous too. How much money should I have in my savings and what kinds of things should I be taking money out of my savings for? Okay.
1: That's a good question because every person, young or old, should be thinking about savings.
0: So right. when you when you hear this question, how do you feel? I think that's like a it's a pretty valid question. It's definitely a question that I have because I have a savings account and I feel like I put money into it and I definitely take money out of it when I want to, but I always kind of feel like the savings in my head is just really for emergencies is that but i feel like there's a better way to use your savings that i'm just not doing okay so
1: when you think about savings what thoughts are in your head
0: <sighs> that i don't have enough um that i take money out of it too often That every time I do start to have money in my savings, something happens and then I have to take money out of my savings. Honestly, negative feelings towards saving, positive feelings towards having money, but negative towards saving.
1: so So when you're here or when we're talking and you tell me that you got money for this or that, like you got your taxes and then I say, or you're out shopping, you tell me all these, you bought a new candle because that's your your thing. Right? I love candles. Yeah. So when you tell me you bought this crazy expensive candle and I say, you need to be saving your money
0: because that's what I tell you. You're really outing me on this podcast. <laughs> but what do you
1: think? What, when I tell you, you just need to be saving your money. What, what, what do you think about that?
0: What goes through your head other than shut up? <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to get at here. <laughs> I like that. I told you what I think about my savings. That's all. Okay. So when I say, I don't have any so, other thoughts save your money. I feel like I am saving my money, but also if I don't want to save my money, then I don't. Right. But it's a really broad subject. Yeah. Like it just kind of is, well, it's if Mm -hmm. I have money in my check, that's extra. I put it in my savings. And then if I need to move money out of it, then I just take it back out. Like that's kind of just how my savings works. Right. So is that working for you? No.
1: So what do you think you could do differently? I I do, do, something. do you feel like you're getting financially counseled right now?
0: Yeah, I came here. to <laughs> This is not even my question. Someone else wrote this question. I don't know how this turned into my candle spending habit podcast. Um, I feel like something I know I should be doing better would be every check putting in like a very strong amount, which I do, but I usually take a little bit back out for something else at some point or i get on like a roll and i'm doing really good and i'm leaving my savings alone and then i start to say oh i have enough in my savings and then i take some out
1: okay so that's how my
0: savings goes it's not effective so it's but it's not not effective right but it's not effective so it's like step 1 Step one is put the money into the account. Yeah. So it's like
1: you're you're building your Step habit. Step two is take the money out of the account. No. Step two is not take the money out of the account. So the question talked about how much money should you have in savings? Um, and And what should you take it out for? So really, if the intent is to take some money out, you should have a separate savings account for the money that you can take out for frivolous purchases. And then one that you don't touch for emergencies.
0: So it, having two savings accounts, is, is that pretty standard though? Do people do that? Well, I mean, I have
1: multiple savings accounts for different purposes, but sometimes people just have one and kind of know what's going on. But I think it's easier to have multiple because then each one has a purpose Mm-hmm. And, and you know that this purpose of this account is my emergency. So that's only for an emergency. And the purpose of this account is to wait until there's a sale on those candles. And then this money can go to those candles so that I'm not using my credit card.
0: A candle savings account.
1: Yeah, because that's that's your goal, right? That's yeah. Or that's wow. one of your things. So that would be like your reserve account, like that you use for Christmas shopping and things like that, or the candle sale. So there's no sale for three months, but you've put money in there for the last three. Now there's a sale. Now I can have this money to spend on this candle. So I'm not using my credit card.
0: So I'm not going to pay interest on this candle and I have it on sale. And I, have I will the cash. say, I don't use my credit card very much anymore. I usually pull out of my savings. I'd, actually I actually, I'm not saying anymore. I really don't use my credit cards anymore at all. Well, that's good because we want to get away from the credit interest. cards. So
1: when we talk about savings and how much you had to have in there, I like to have three different types of savings, right? So my emergency okay. ones that okay. are for specific goals and then one that's what kind, kind of, of goals, like we have our vacation savings,
0: Okay, so when you so if you're taking money out of that, you kind of have to in your head go, is this worth taking away something from my vacation? Correct. Is that that's kind of the purpose of breaking it up.
1: Right. And then one okay. for for like expenses that you know are coming but don't come all the time like your car registration. That's once a year. So every month I'm going to put $15 in there and so when my car registration's due, I have the money. The rest of my budget is not affected because I've been paying this bill really all year Mm -hmm. and now I have all the cash. Okay. So those are like the baseline savings. And then obviously there's the more mid long-term goals like your 401ks and your CDs and those types of things. But we don't really want to move into the investment world until we have those baseline savings.
0: Yeah. And I was gonna say, I think that probably for the person who wrote in this question, just asking what I should have in my savings, I imagine they're not talking about taking money out of their 401k I feel like this is probably more about just regular.
1: Yeah. So it's different. Like you're, you're
0: checking account to savings account, yeah. not so much your investment accounts. Yeah.
1: So we, we want to start at step one. So if we're not really. Um, so we want to think about when you think about savings, you do want to think about your goals and goal planning. So what you should have in like your emergency savings would be like three ish months of bills, So that's not an easy task, right? To save up, but you have to start with baby steps. So if you were not able to save ever, just start $25 a month and then get used to that and then increase it and get used to that. But by doing that, you have to kind of create the whole budget and know what you're spending everywhere to increase that more and more. But the real trick to savings is it. We call it pay yourself first. You heard me say that, right?
0: Yes, but can you go into detail? Because I feel like that's one of the things mm-hmm. I've heard you say that I didn't take in. You mean you weren't listening? Before we did this podcast, you just told me a lot of financial things that like, I didn't have the the mental capacity to like stop and listen to, but now I'm all ears. Oh, okay, so pay yourself first. So you get your money,
1: right? So we know we have to pay our rent and our gas and our car and all of our living expenses. We know we have to pay our bills, the bills that we know okay, we have. Okay, bills. Bills. Pay all of our bills, right? Okay. Now we put our money in savings. We've Now that's called paying yourself. Okay. And then we can spend whatever's left because you said at the beginning of the pod, when we first started this um, episode, mm-hmm. you, you said- you put in your savings whatever is left.
0: Yes, and that's backwards. That's probably why my savings isn't so high. Right. So you want to set your dollar amount
1: and push that to your savings. Now whatever's left, you've paid your bills, you have your savings, and you can spend everything that's left. Hmm. Because right now, and and your dad and I did it for years and years and years and years we would do the same thing. Well, we don't feel like we have enough money, so whatever's left at the end of the payday, then we'll put it in savings. Well, obviously there's never anything left.
0: But yeah, we- I think that is cuz I think I've done it I've definitely done both ways. I've never like really committed to either, but I do feel that something like if I get my tax return or I get my commission from work, like a check that's maybe not in my regular pay period, I feel like I'll say, "Okay, I'm taking 300 off the top and i'm moving it straight to my savings that i do feel like now that i'm thinking about it is usually stays in my savings whereas when i say okay well i'm just gonna you know go grocery shopping go do this that and the other and then i'll just move over some money later i never move the money over and then when it's there it's getting spent yeah and that's
1: what happens and we all do it because but because we never feel like we have enough but when you run out you run out so yeah. you could, if you saved it first, you can run out because you've done everything you needed to do. Right. You put, you know, 100 in your emergency, 25 in your goal candle account, and 25 in your, your reservoir, kind of. Right. For those bills that you know are coming, but they aren't an every month bill. So that's 150 bucks, right. bam, right there. So then you, it's easy. And then it's easier to save more the more you save. Because as you see that account grow and you're like, you know what? I think I can up this $25. Yeah. And then and like, okay, well, I just hit a thousand. I think I can hit 2000 in less time. So then you up it a yeah. little bit. Cause as you
0: see your achievement, it inspires you to do more because you're definitely, then, you're paying, then before you know it, you got $5,000 in there. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not spending any of this 5,000 until the candles go on sale. <laughs>
1: No. no, your emergency no. account should be the big one. But then- Your emergency account should be the candle but account. But then you're like, okay, I got this. I got this thing where I'm saving. I got all, all my bills in check. Now I'm going to start really investing and growing my long-term goals. Because those okay. three are just kind of short-term, right? They're just in your bank savings account. The interest rate is like 0.2% or some crazy thing That's it, you're not really making any money. Mm-hmm so now let's say, all right, so I got this under control. Now I want to buy a house. I want to buy a house in five years. So what can I do as a midterm goal for savings? That's when you're going to go to your bank and talk to the, um, what kind of accounts they have that might be able to give you a higher interest rate. A lot of banks have financial planners that can look at your situation and talk to you about your goals and set up those mid and long-term goals because you want to If you're going to save it for five years for a specific goal, but you know, that's not money you're going to be wanting to touch. There are Mm -hmm. accounts and different types of investments that that money will make more than just sitting in a regular savings account. So how much though of your income should you be saving each month and inspire Mm -hmm. yourself by saving more? We want to know how much of my income should I be setting aside, right? Because Yeah, we talked about like 100 in emergency, 25, 25, whatever, but really- The percentages. What's your percentage?
0: Okay, so if we're talking about going to the bank and getting, talking to a financial planner at the bank about midterm goals, what is the difference between a midterm and a short-term savings? What would I, what kinds of things fall into those buckets? Okay,
1: so your short-term would be like your emergency because you- Don't know when you're going to need that money. So you want it to be accessible, right? So you want to be liquid, right? So you want to be able to get to that money. Um, Pull money
0: out at any time. Oh, so for like a midterm account, you can't pull money out at any time.
1: To earn a higher interest rate, it's going to be money that you can't easily get to. Got it. Yeah. So your personal financial management, you have to start at the beginning, Okay. Right. So, what does that mean? So, so building those base savings accounts to help you manage your finances are important because it's a, you know, you start at step one and you're learning about everything, and you're becoming more comfortable with savings, and you're younger normally, so you're not really planning on buying a house maybe in five years. You maybe it's going to be further, or maybe, you know, maybe you are saving for a car, but that's going to be a shorter term, like a year or two, but saving that down payment. So depending on your goals is kind of where you want to put your money with that. Obviously, if you're saving a house, you're not going to come up with $40,000 in two years, unless you're making a really, really good income. But we can most only of us, pray. most of us aren't, aren't doing that. So um, really a really good place to start to push money to your savings is to figure out what's 10% of your income.
0: So ten percent is the number we should be saving at a minimum. Minimum. What's a good? What's a? I'm not gonna say maximum, but what is if a little bit more than minimum that you would say is a good a good number to shoot for? Well,
1: anything over ten is is good. If you can do twenty, but the key to being able to save more is to have less debt. So if you're jacking up your credit cards and those are maxed out, and your minimum payments are one hundred fifty dollars a month. That's money that you could be saving, but kind of blew it on a, with your credit card, you know, because you wanted something now, but now you're paying for it for the next five years when if you just save for five months, you'd be in a better spot, right? I hear you. So our debt is really detrimental to our savings. Okay. So, so I'm not talking maybe, about a
0: mortgage. I'm talking about really yeah, those credit cards. But like credit card debt. So- if you're someone who has credit card debt then and you're trying to build your savings, the minimum ten percent to savings and then instead of saving more, should you just roll that extra that you could be saving onto your credit cards and pay them down? So you could do that um, is that a good plan that's yeah, that's one of the
1: one of the ways to look at it. Um, some people look at it. That way is like, okay, here's like my little bit of savings and the rest is gone all, to all this debt. Now building your own budget and having it on paper really helps visualize this a lot better because you can see where everything, all your money's going. Mm-hmm. S- but um, some people will just save their little bit and pay down their debt. Some people will jack up their savings to an amount that they want to have in there. And then once they hit that number, then push everything to their debt. Because I have my three thousand in savings, so I know that that's going to cover most emergencies that I could
0: have. Okay, and so, so now, out of those two options, what do you like more?
1: Well, I think it doesn't really what isn't really what I like more. It's what works for you, because not okay. everything yeah. works for everyone, right? So the way I look at it might be different than the way you look at it, and that's okay. Just so we're both pushing forward and achieving our goal. So I want, I want to share a statistic with you about savings that I read.
0: Go for it. So
1: this is from the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Every year they put out an assessment. They do a survey of people's finances. Okay. It's really interesting to read because it, it gets into, um, you know, your household expenses. Okay. I'm a nerd, but it's, I think it's fun to read. I'm not calling you a nerd. (laughs) I'm listening. I'm just listening. (laughs) Well, you're looking at me funny. So I'm just look I'm just listening. So um this is the US Bureau of Labor Statistics puts this out every year. But um 37% of Americans could not cover a $400 expense with cash. 37%. Right, and that's cash and cash equivalents. So 37 That's heartbreaking. Well, and that's actually better than so the 2019 number is actually better than the 2018 number. So we're getting better. Because it was
0: I'm still that, but okay, if we that's almost forty percent, which is also almost half, right? And that's only four hundred dollars. So you see that most people really aren't saving, and even well, people- I will say that also I would want to know the percentage of Americans that are also below the poverty line because I have a feeling that if the number is that big, it's probably not as much that they're just not like mismanaging their money as that they don't have the money. Well, it's a combination.
1: definitely a combination, but I don't
0: think that that whole 37% is just mismanaging money.
1: No, well, it's not – I wouldn't even say mismanagement. I would say lack of knowing how to manage it because if no one ever taught them or explained to them the importance of savings and how to save, obviously they're not saving. Like your dad and I for a really, really long time would not have been able to do that because we were mismanaging and unaware of a lot of things like right. we were late bloomers it took us a really long time to figure these things out we didn't under- know that there was even financial education out there so we were in that position like when you were a baby we were definitely yeah. in that position we had no savings but we probably looking back hindsight's 2020 we probably could have but we were mm-hmm. doing what everyone else was doing we were paying our bills and if anything left then we were putting it to savings
0: and then there's nothing because left, no yeah. one ever
1: taught us any different. You know, our role models weren't if they were savings, they weren't teaching us how to do it. Right? And and really honestly the mo- what we've seen was really just spend spend spend.
0: Yeah. No, so- and I think I think that's probably true for a lot of people and I definitely think that that's why I'm so glad we're doing this podcast to put the information out there to people my age to hopefully save us from being in that position later in life. Yeah. Cause we, we could have definitely taken $25 a
1: payday and put it into savings and probably would not have noticed it. There were things we could have cut
0: or just minimized. Well, and I think that's probably true though. Even if you are, there's, I think for everyone, there's probably things that you could be cutting out.
1: Yeah. Or just in your spending or just reducing, like you don't have to cut everything out. Like I don't need to eat out you know, five nights a week, I can eat out too. Or I can decide to have, go for like breakfast on Sunday morning instead of dinner on Friday night. Yeah. Where I'm, you know, so it's just kind of adjustments, but you don't really know to do that until you know where your money's going until you build that budget. But I okay. think that that's a really interesting statistic. And, I, and I, I think it's less of how much money people make and more of they just don't know. So we know when I help people at work and they come in and they don't have any savings, obviously I'm not judging them, but I do want to help them see that if they just paid themselves first, they could easily save $400. And we always find extra money in their budget.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's, I mean, even for myself personally, I feel like when I get paid, there's absolutely no reason that the amount of money that goes into my paycheck, I would at the end of my two weeks not have any money. But there's like a hundred things I could probably cut out. Yeah. So if you just take that ten percent and push it to your savings,
1: and then spend it all, paid your bills, saved your money, and then go have fun. And when you're out of money, don't touch your savings. Wait till next payday. I'm calculating what ten percent of my income is to see what I should be putting into my savings. And you know what I like to do because I'm I'm a nerd. I push my. You know we have our savings to set out, and I have it. And you can do this, you know, with your pay as you set up allotment. So when you get paid your direct deposit, you can push part of your direct deposit to a savings account so right. that it just goes on its own. You don't have to physically make the move.
0: Yeah, and I think I think most employers do that. I think almost every yeah. job I've had. Yeah, usually you, I, you have fill like... Out a, well, yeah, you fill out a form with your direct deposit.
1: Yeah, and then you go online and you can add like three more savings accounts or something like that. So if you do that, now you've saved and you have your money that goes into your spending account. And so then your checking account becomes your spending account. Like think of it in, under different verbiage. This is my spending okay. account. This is my savings. You know, this is my candle account. So when you start to give things a specific purpose, they become that specific purpose. So you're like, oh, I can't touch the candle account. But I don't have
0: any money for candles. But my
1: car just broke down and I have an sa- emergency account.
0: But also I think that splitting it up that way, it probably, cause if I have 3000, in my emergency account and whatever's happening is more at some point more than that, I think it would be easier to say, okay, well now it's, do I want to dip into the candle account or my vacation account? Well, we have a, you know, a trip planned, so I don't want to mess with that, but I guess I can go a couple months without candles. And I think breaking it up that way, like you said, and changing the verbiage of it and just saying that, that allotting the money to certain things will, would make it easier to manage where to pull money out of because then you can say directly what you're taking from yourself. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And I, and I think,
1: I mean, that, that has really worked for us since I've set it up that way. It's made a huge okay. difference in the amount of money we've been able to save. Even well, and then, and even your dad, you know, obviously dad's income just got cut in half because he retired. And I still shout out, dad, (laughs) congratulations! But we aren't, um, we're not saving necessarily as much now, but we're still able to save some without sacrificing
0: anything else,
1: yeah. So we're, you know, so.
0: It well, is possible. like you said, I think it's just making. I actually saw this week, I don't know, I was scrolling through Instagram, and I think because now that we do this podcast and my phone's listening to us, I get ads for things that are money related. But what the, I'm trying to think of the way it was phrased to start looking at your money in your money versus your life was like the quote. Mm -hmm. So when you're saying, okay, I'm going to go take $50 out of my savings instead of saying, okay, I'm taking $50 saying I'm taking three hours of work out of my account. And I thought that was an interesting way to talk about money. Yeah, I do that. When when I'm spending money saying, okay, is this worth, say you make $15 an hour and I'm going to go buy a $30 candle. I worked two hours for this. Is that worth my time? That's, that's what I do. That's the way I look at it.
1: So that's why I'm so cheap. That's why when we go shopping, I'm like, no, that blouse is 20 bucks. I'm not spending 20 bucks on that blouse. You know, like I get that, um, those clothes in the mail. and uh-huh. And they're not as cheap as I normally am when I'm shopping. So I really have to love what comes in that package for me to keep it. And then I kept a dress that I thought was cute. And then I went to wear it and your dad's like, no. And I was so ticked off. Because that was
0: $35. And you me, don't get dress for him. Wear the dress. Brandon hates almost everything I wear. I walk out of here in like bright pink shoes and crazy outfits all No, the time. well, you know, I'm not skinny like you.
1: And he said the pockets made me look weird. So I was like, but it was a dress with pockets. But it And it was $35. And now I'm like, it's basically now a bathing suit cover up with
0: pockets. You're breaking my heart. <laughs> wear the dress. Wear the dress when I see you this weekend.
1: So that's how I shop. That's <laughs> normally what I do is I... I I decide how – do I love it that much of my life? And the older I get, the less I love things that cost a lot of money because my life's getting shorter. That thing better be super valuable. To
0: be fair, in the time that I've known you, you've never really loved anything that costs a lot of money. If anything, you – the more that something costs directly correlates to how much you actually hate it. That's probably true. You love things much more that cost much less, which is great and awesome for your bank account, but you're not someone who – it's not like in your younger years you balled out.
1: No, because I didn't you've have been, money back then.
0: You've been pretty frugal for a while.
1: I am. I, I'm pretty frugal. I do splurge on something. Like eating out is is like my splurge, honestly. Definitely.
0: I think that's our splurge too. I think that's where – I mean, not obviously lately, but – when we could still go out and eat all the time, that was where I think most of our kind of free money like to spend went to food because I like being able to go and sit down and have a nice dinner and have someone else do all the work.
1: Yeah, and not have to clean up after it and
0: all that. Yeah. Be, and, or fight sit with down. your sister to clean it up. Have a glass of wine, eat a good meal. Yep, relax. A steak or something. And then just go home and then it's done. Yep. I have leftovers in the morning. It's awesome. Yep. And I, I think that if that's something that's worth it to you to spend on – could you do a savings account just for eating out? Is yeah. that worth
1: it? No, I. There's a girl I work with um, who just moved here and wants to try all the the restaurants. You know, because we we're in New Orleans and the food's fantastic. So all those great restaurants. So I think she started a little savings account to be able to go to eat at those places. So that's like my my frivolous account or like your candle account would be like her eating out account. So when she these things start to finally open up she has money She's, to go spend a little bit extra. Yeah, No, that makes sense. Which I think is a a great idea for anything special to you. Like, um, you know, if, if it's a hobby, you know, if it's car Something that feels
0: – I think it makes it feel, like, guilt-free almost when you're saying, no, I'm setting this money aside for this. And then when you go out and spend it on that, it doesn't feel like you're wasting money. And you're not going in debt over it. Yeah, and you don't have to put it on your credit card. Yeah, and that, or that's – or take money out of your regular savings to go out to eat, which doesn't feel as good as saying, No, I set this money aside to go eat. So now I'm spending it on food.
1: Yeah, because that's what that was its purpose. That's what it was And named. I think
0: the way that you think about your money probably definitely affects a lot of how your money looks in your bank account. Yeah. When you have a more positive tone towards. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the, um, the consumer financial protection bureau has a really great resource on their website. I'll have to put, I'll put a link on our website for it. And it's, um, it's a book, it's called, um, financial empowerment and it's kind of a self-help book and you can download the whole book yourself. Um, I have some printed out cause I give them out at work, but they're really, really good for younger people that that's was the intent. Mm-hmm. For younger people and people in in the lower income category, where they may qualify for some um, government subsistence like wIC and things like that, and it mm-hmm. teaches them how to start managing their money when they are lower income or just starting out so that when they do grow and start to make more money, they have those bases already covered, and they 've learned a lot on it and what it talks about in there though is um how you think about money and what emotions you attach to money, and what you've learned growing up from the different people you've encountered in your life, and how they managed and thought about money affects you so when we do the the book we the, could do, we could do a whole episode on that, yeah, so when we we do the book in a class, you know there's a whole little PowerPoint that goes with it, but mm-hmm. there's a little the little quiz at the end at the beginning, and you talk about like what what sayings have you heard about money? So tell me a saying you've heard about money.
0: Oh my God. I can't, now I can't think of any of them. Okay. On the so spot. like,
1: like money doesn't grow you on trees. You tell me. Oh okay. yeah. Money doesn't grow in trees. Yeah. And then um, one of, one of the folks in one of my classes yelled out like mo money, mo problems.
0: Or when I ask you to stop at McDonald's on the way home and you go, do you have McDonald's money? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what, Con, you know, like wh- were you given or um, what's a positive thing about
0: money? Pe- like pennies from heaven. Look, I don't want to roast you on this podcast, but you already roasted me about the candles. But I do feel like, like you said, you and dad didn't save a lot when I was little. So I think a lot of what I heard was negative mm-hmm.
1: Probably. connotations
0: towards money, which made money even more, I think, scary when I started making my own money because it just seemed like such an impossible thing to manage. Because I feel like I had just heard for so long you guys freaking out about money. Yeah, and we, you know, and and the stress attached to it. And yeah, and I think that was a lot of it. Is that the re? You guys are upset or stressed out knowing that it's about money. So then when I had a job and started making money and paying my own bills, it was I was felt stressed about money when I really didn't need to because I feel like I've only ever seen stress about money. Yeah, until and- until you guys you know got your shit together. <laughs>
1: Well, and that's what, that's what the, the book talks about is like, we have all these emotions attached to money, but really money is a thing. It's a, tool. Yes. it's a tool to be used to get, to meet your needs, right? So there should be zero emotion. So basically our money, when we're stressed out about it, our money is managing us instead of us managing our money.
0: Oh, I like that. So that's kind of that's why the th- title, that's going to be the title
1: of the episode. Okay. Manage your I money. Don't know. let your money manage you. Yeah.
0: I like that a lot. So, and I mean, I think that is exactly what we were talking about in putting money in your savings is deciding where your money's going to go, not having to decide, well, what if there's an emergency or do I eat dinner? Yeah. Do I, do I have that? four hundred? What am I going to do for
1: that $400? Do I have the cash? Do I have to use a credit card? Do I got to go borrow it? Do I have to go to a payday lender? Which we definitely don't want you to do because that We'll do an episode on, on predatory lenders because, and how they oh, calculate, yeah. how it end up costing you like 800%
0: interest. It's insane. Oh,
1: okay. So, I'm,
0: that's an episode. I'm right. We'll do that one. Yeah,
1: we're going to do that. So that's why the book's called financial empowerment because it wants to teach you to have your money and be empowered so that you are managing your money, not the other way around. So I really like, so I'm going to put a link to it on our, on our website. Cause I'm super impressed. Um, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau does a, a lot of really good things and consumer awareness and stuff. And they have a lot of really good tools on there. And they, I think they have financial counselors as well.
0: Okay, yeah. So we'll link to that link on our website in the episode description.
1: Okay, you'll have to do that because I don't I know. I will how. do that. Yeah,
0: I'll do that. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. So what did you learn? A good minimum amount to save is 10%. Instead of having to take money out of my own savings and having just one savings account, it makes much more sense to have a couple different accounts, give them each a purpose, and then to manage my money and not let it manage me. Very good. And get that's, rid of the emotion. That's a little recap. And yeah, and get rid of the emotion attached to money. Because also, I think I listened to another podcast, the Kimberly Wenya podcast, and she talks about it's a manifestation podcast. So it's a little bit different, but she talks about once you kind of, Once you accept that money really is just, like you said, a tool and you don't let it kind of rule your life, because I think just our kind of society and culture, money is kind of at the forefront of everything. That's everything revolves around it. But once you kind of release that stress, it's a lot easier to make your ends meet and to find more ways to make money because you're not worrying about not having money all the time.
1: Yeah, you're not so obsessed with it. And, And I know you think I'm obsessed with money because, but not it's your job
0: and we're yeah. doing a podcast about <laughs> I, it. I think yeah. you're obsessed with money. Well, not,
1: but not necessarily having money, but so my obsessions may be a little bit different. And then it gets into, um, the things you learn though, that are good about money is if you grew up with a generous family, you know, that you're givers, but sometimes we can give too much Basically, we have to take care of ourselves to be able to take care of those around us. But being generous and giving, that's okay too. You just save for that. Because some people really are givers, but they'll give so much that they can't pay their own bills.
0: So I actually have a friend who I think we talk about it kind of like often that she, she helps people out a lot. So people feel comfortable asking her for help, which is great. And if you have people who can help you that you should get help when you need it. But that sometimes she overextends herself because she wants to help everyone and she gets to a point that she can't deal with her own issues because she doesn't want to tell other people she can't afford to help them right now.
1: Yeah. And that's that's a hard, hard thing to change. Especially when
0: it's family. I mean, it's a very hard yeah. situation well, then, to be in. Then
1: that attaches guilt to money. Right. But so, and that's a whole, that's a whole counseling session that in itself is- learning to help people without hurting yourself.
0: Definitely. So,
1: yeah, but I think, um, you know, for those who have not been able to really start saving yet, just baby steps, even if you're, if, if you're saving nothing and 10% just seems like a lot, start with five and work your way up. Cause as you see that savings grow, you're going to be inspired to do more And when you see that you have the money to go buy something that you've been wanting and you're not paying interest on it, like, I have a negative attachment to credit cards, to paying my credit card bill. Like, I'll use it, but I don't want to pay the bill. That, to me, is super stressful. So being able to save and then just buy the thing, far less stressful for me.
0: No, I think, yeah, it's probably a little bit different for everyone, but that makes sense that, I mean, I kind of feel the same way even about my utility bills that come I hate paying them. I'm going to, but it's kind of, it's one of those things that I just, I, there's something about paying them that unlike paying anything else makes me not, I put off doing it as much as I can. Well, don't put off too much. I I mean, I pay them, but (laughs) I don't want to.
1: So I, but I think it savings is once you start, it's not as hard as it feels like at the beginning, but set your goals along the way. So if you want to just hit that 400 that 37% of people can't or haven't done yet, start with 400. And once you have that, set a new goal or start that next savings account, you know, it's, it's going to continue to grow. It really will.
0: Well, and I think it's, I think a lot of it is it's discouraging when you first start saving money because you say, okay, I want to start saving money, but it takes time to build your savings. And I think part of it is that because when you're just putting, you know, $50 in your savings account here and there, you're not really seeing that number go up too much. And I think it, that is discouraging and it makes you want to give up, but life is very long and you're going to need the savings. Yeah. And
1: not doing it here and there, set up that pay, that automatic, that allotment from your paycheck, $50, $25 every payday, $50. So 25 a payday, that's 50 a month. That's $600 in a year.
0: So now I have my $400 that 37% yeah. other per- percent of people don't have. Well, and-, and I think also it's probably important right now for anyone who's listening to assume, you know, a lot of it's people my age and I know a lot of people my age who don't have $400 in their savings account. They might have it in their checking right now, but, like, that are not saving it. And I think that's a good – this is a good moment to check in with yourself and say, oh, wait, that is me. Because 37% is a lot, No, which means that's, that's like, that's probably a lot of people listening.
1: And I'd be willing to bet that a big percentage of those people could if they knew how. And don't give up. And if if you hit a roadblock and something happens and you need to take some money out because you didn't have an emergency – that's what that money was for. So it's not really a roadblock. You just saved yourself from putting it on your credit card. And then you just keep going.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a, that's actually an interesting way to look at it. I didn't think about that. I know that we're kind of wrapping up, but I wanted to point that out. That is interesting to say that, oh, well, I saved myself from putting on the credit card. So you're doing yourself a favor by spending your cash on hand. Yeah. Cause that's not, what, not that you have to take it out of your savings. It's more of like, Oh, thank, thank goodness. I have this in my savings. I don't have to put it on my credit card. Yeah.
1: Cause that's what it was for. That was its name.
0: Yeah. So awesome. name your money. So, thank you. so
1: the big takeaway is what you're going to name the episode.
0: Manage your money and don't let your money manage you. Yeah. We should write a book. 10% to your savings. Like Chris Jenner, 10% off the top. There you go. 10% off the top straight to your savings, pay your bills and then have fun with the rest. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on the pod today. Thanks, Noelle, for coming. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Ask My Mom podcast. If you enjoyed anything you heard today, please, please, please be sure to rate and review us on Spotify or Apple podcasts. And also you can connect with us on Facebook at Ask My Mom podcast. You can send us messages you can definitely give us a like. And if you have any financial questions or corrections or anything at all, you can always reach out to us at askmymompod at gmail.com.
1: We're on Google now too. And rate and review us on Google Podcasts also. Thank you everyone for listening today. All right, bye. Bye.